Hey y'all, welcome back to the podcast. It has been a minute. I know I posted or had a video out last week. We actually recorded that about uh, three months ago. Maybe I'm stretching it a little bit, but we recorded that at the end of 2023. A phenomenal episode on entrepreneurship, YouTube, the ins and outs behind that. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, I honestly encourage you to do so. It's one of those episodes that will not just encourage you, but motivate you to do that thing that you've been saying you will do or that you've been lackadaisical on. Um, But yeah, super, super great episode. Phenomenal um, influencers that you know, said yes to be on the podcast and just the most humble hearts, honestly. Um, They're well known when it comes to YouTube or on the YouTube platform, um, but that doesn't steer them away from being normal and, um, you know, just down to earth people. So super, super great episode. But before we jump into today's episode, I want to announce or mention our sponsor for today. Our sponsor is Every Life. Every Life Diaper Company that supports life, that sees the value in every single human being. Being that we have a child, um, my husband and I did a ton of research on great ethical companies that supports our vision and mission, and Every Life is one of them. So use my code VASHTI10 for 10% off your first order. That's VASHTI10 for 10% off your first order. All right, so let's get into today's episode. Yes, my husband and I have had our child. Um, her name is Sarah Joy. She came three weeks early, the cutest little preemie you've ever, you've ever seen. Uh, she has big old cheeks button nose and she's growing and she's doing well. Um, In the coming weeks, I'll share my birth story. I will share the journey of that postpartum and what that has looked like. Um, I will be very raw and very real. The only thing I will say when it comes to, um, you know, having a child postpartum and all that is that I now have a newfound mercy and grace towards mamas. I didn't realize that it took so much to have a child, um, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually. It's it's a lot. It's a lot on your body. It's a lot on you as a human. And yeah, I have a newfound grace and mercy towards mamas. So anyway, so um, that's my life update. Had a child been taking it super easy. Not that I want to, but I have to. Um, and you guys will find out a little bit more as to why I've had to take it really, really, really slow after giving birth to Sarah Joy. But today is Valentine's Day. At least when you'll be listening to this episode, it is Valentine's Day. And with Valentine's Day comes a lot of uh, emotions, I would say, for many people, especially if you are single or you've just gone through a breakup. Um, it can be very taxing to watch other people be in love, to be sharing their love stories and to be sharing, um, you know, all the love things and roses they got from their boyfriends or their husbands. And I'm probably one of those obnoxious people on your social media feed that have been sharing all the love things because I do love my husband. I love love. I love talking about relationships and all that. But this Valentine's Day, I wanted to share Jared and I's breakup story. Um, yeah, super, super great story to share on Valentine's Day, huh? I just wanted to be real. Here's the thing. My husband and I have been married for going on three years in April. And um, we dated, I think, 
for five years. No, we dated for two years. Honestly, I don't remember. Everything's a blur right now. I will use the mom brain excuse. But um, anyways, that's besides the point. Jared and I dated for, I think, two to three years. Um, and then we got engaged. And then we, I think it took another year to get married. Whatever the case may be. During our dating, Jared and I broke up. We broke up three times. And all three breakups were on account of my doing. I, it's, I, I, don't know. Well, never mind. I don't want to say I don't know. I do know why I broke up with Jared and it had to do a lot with my internal battle with, you know, wrestling with God, is this the right thing? Is it not wanting to please my family, wanting to please the world, wanting to make sure that everyone else is happy but me. And um, yeah, the first time I broke up with Jared, it was, it was so stupid. We were the first one wasn't about pleasing anyone. The first one was more so we had a disagreement about something stupid. Um, and it's and that's how stupid it was because I can't even remember. It's so pointless. And we had a disagreement. And I've never been good at conflict resolution. I've ne- I was never good at resolving things. My innate... Um, my innate move or my innate reaction or response has always been to run um, and to hide and to draw into a shell and run away from conflicts and problems. And so when Jared and I had a disagreement, my first response or my first, you know, my instinct was to shut down and then break up. Like, okay, we, we, this is not going to work. We're going to break up. We're never going to make it. Um, we got into a fight or an argument. This is how our marriage is going to be. This is how life's going to be. And, you know, just so the whole doomsday thing. And we were broken up for about a day. And Jared came over. I, I think I was living with my brother at the time. And he, he came over. Um, he stood outside. And he's like, hey, we're we're going to talk about this. We're, we're not just going to break up because we disagreed on a topic. That's that's not how we resolve things. And so we resolve things there. Super great. Um, and he's still the same. He's big on resolving issues here and now, but he has learned to give me at least a couple minutes to an hour to calm down, think before I speak, because I can be very, um, very spicy with my word choice. But anyways, that was the first time Jared and I broke up. The second time Jared and I broke up, again, on account of me, um, on my doing, uh, we broke up over again, something so stupid that like a silly little thing and, um, a disagreement. And I, I still at that time and still am, but I've gotten a lot better at that time was still working on in the baby stage of learning how to resolve conflicts, learning how to, um, overcome certain disagreements and our difference of opinions. We broke up, lasted about a day. I don't think it ever lasted more than two days, honestly. At least the first two. Um, same thing. Jared came over, helped me resolve it, resolve it, and you know, helped me to grasp why I was feeling the way I was feeling, why I was responding the way I was responding, um, et cetera, et cetera. And um, 
yeah, we resolved it. Everything was good and great until the last time we broke up again on account of my doing. Um, we broke up at the end of 20, I'd say 2019, because we got engaged in 2020, got married in 2021. Um, yeah. 2021, 2023. No, we got married in 2020. Honestly, my days are off. So I'm so sorry that I, you, if you feel like I'm rambling on this episode, my days and my months and my years are just completely off. Anyways, I, I broke up with Jared at the end of a year, right before he proposed to me. And this one was because I was conflicted. I knew I loved him. I knew I wanted to marry him. I knew that the end goal was to be with him for the rest of my life. However, internally, I was battling and struggling with, do, do I please my family? Do I please this person? This person thinks I'm called to this. This person thinks that this is where, you know, my life should end up. And I was just conflicted. Um, and I wanted to please everyone and I wanted everyone to be happy. Not that people hated Jared. It's just, you know, some people thought, oh, he's, you know, he's too strict or, oh, um, I don't know how that's going to work out. He's too tall, like very superficial stuff, to be honest. He's too tall. Um, you know, his race is different than yours. How is that going to work out? And just just little things. There were never like major big things, but just the fact that people had their opinions about our relationship, I struggled internally um, and externally to the point where I broke up with him and I said, I can't do this. I don't know. You know, in I knew it was right. I knew this relationship was right. I knew that he was going to be my husband. I knew it from the first day I met him. Um, and I don't know if I've shared that story before, but I knew the first day I met him, in Arizona. And I told, uh, one of my good friends at the time, uh, this story when I came back from Arizona, but I was in line. Um, it was at our best friend's wedding, Brinley and Nick Turley. And I was standing watching the groomsmen line and I was like, Oh, I know that person. Hmm, never met him before. And just, just looking and my thoughts just going wild. Granted, I'd never thought I would find my husband there. I would, that's not what I was looking for. That's not why I went. I went to support my best friend and to stand by her and watch her marry the man of her dreams. And I was going through the groomsmen line and um, I, the last person was him. And I remember looking at him and I heard in my heart, that's your husband. And I literally never heard that before, never have had like any moment, God moment like that in my life. And I paused and I was like, what? Did I just hear what I actually heard? And I was like, yeah, I did. But how, how is he going to be my husband? I don't even know this guy. What if he lives in Africa? What if he's not even from here? How, how, are, how am I going to get to know this guy? Long story short, we ended up walking together, which we weren't supposed to walk together. He was supposed to walk with another girl. I, for some reason, they ended up switching us and um, we ended up walking down the aisle together. That night he came and talked to me, which I thought he was talking to just being nice to me and all the other girls, but he made it known he wanted my attention. And um, yeah, the rest is history. Sometime I'll probably give give a little bit more on that story, but um yeah 
I broke up with Jared the third time and it was hard. That I think that was one of the hardest breakups of the three. The first two were very easy to overcome in, in the sense of it was just meaningless um, disagreement that I had to learn how to maturely conflict resolve. I had to learn how to address issues and not hide and think that's the way to resolve things is just to run away and call it off. Because at the end of the day, you're always going to have issues. You're always going to have disagreements. And if you don't learn now, um, you won't learn later and it'll be pretty bad. But the third breakup was the worst of them all because it was me having to come to terms with, I have to make a decision that will not um, please everyone in terms of their opinions on what I should do with my life. Um, and I had to do what I knew was best and what I knew the Lord had told me. And either everyone comes along with me or the few, because it wasn't, a, it wasn't everyone in my life. It was just probably five people in my life that had very strong opinions about him. And um, anyways, I ended up, I think that breakup lasted a couple days and it broke Jared. It broke him really bad. And it's, I think that's one of the worst things I could have done to him was break his heart so bad. But thankfully he understood and he gave me grace. And I believe I'm the one that called him and explained, Hey, here's what's going on. Um, please forgive me. Please give me one last chance. I know I broke up with you three times, but please, please, please give me an extra, uh, an extra chance to, um, let you know that I'm in this and I'm, I'm truly here and I'm all in. So yeah, that's, that's our breakup story in a nutshell. And I wanted to share that because I wanted to be real. Not every, no relationship. I don't want to say not every, no relationship is perfect. You all have your ups and downs. You all have your moments. You all have um, times where, you know, you're confused as to, is this is right? Is this, is this not right? Um, people will have their opinions, but at the end of the day, if you are following the Lord, if you truly are hearing God's voice, you will make the right decision. Um, marrying someone is one of the biggest decisions that you could make in your life. Um, and it's one of the most beautiful things that you can do is get married and fall in love. It's, it's one of the greatest gifts the Lord has given us. And it is biblical. Um, but you do have to be very strategic. Um, that's a more practical word, but also spiritually grounded in how you go about dating, how you go about finding um, the person that you choose to live the rest of your life with. So breakups are normal. Breakups are real. Breakups are hard. Um, but I think for the most part, breakups are necessary and how you mature and move on from breakups says a lot about your character. So anyways, aside from that, let's talk about singleness. For those of you who are listening and are currently single, I've been there. I understand. I know what it's like. Um, the first thing I wanted to mention is singleness is a gift from God. A lot of the times we look at singleness as uh, woe is me. Um, you know, I'm I'm just poor little me. Don't have anyone to love or anyone to love me. And reality is God gave us the gift of singleness. And that time is a time to mature, a time to build yourself up, get get truly solid in what your belief system is 
focus on your strengths, focus on your weaknesses and become the person you hope to desire, you hope to marry someday. So for instance, if you want to marry someone that is financially stable, that is uh, into fitness, that knows the word of the Lord, that is involved in ministry, then you should probably be working on those things right now. If you want someone that has a job who is, um, you know, can can support themselves, then you should probably support yourself too. And that goes for guys and girls. And that's not to say, you know, as a female, if you are in the belief system as I am, where the man is the provider, head of the home, and the woman is the helper, um, and she keeps uh, up, keeps the home. That doesn't mean that a woman shouldn't work. In Proverbs 31, homegirl worked, she toiled, she made real estate moves. So um, this is the time. Now is the time where in your singleness, you're becoming the person that will leave a legacy as a, as a wife and as a mom. So, and that's for a man as, as a husband and a dad. So singleness is a gift from the Lord. Um, I used to look at it as woe is me as well until I realized this is one of the times in my life that I will never get back and I will do it all. I will travel. I will try all the new, all the new things. I will make new friends. And I, I've like, I've, emphasize this over and over in several different episodes, how to date well, how to be single well. And um, I'm just passionate about it. Singleness is one of the most pivotal times in your life where you get to shape you and work on those issues, work on those things that you don't want to take into marriage, you don't want to take into relationship. Um, Another thing is singleness has advantages. Um, You don't have to go through um, marital problems early. If you're single in your early twenties, early thirties, um, you're avoiding those issues early on. Why? Because you're tackling those issues in your life personally before you step into a relationship. Um, you can devote yourself fully to the Lord, not saying that you can't do that in marriage, but it's a lot harder because you have your, your focus is on someone else. And when you add in a child, that's even more so finding time, which sounds horrible, but finding time one-on-one time with the Lord, it takes a lot of intentional work versus in singleness. It doesn't really take that much intentional work. You don't have another person that you're constantly having to um, bond and, and cultivate your relationship with and nurture that. You also don't have a child who is who needs you and is dependent on you. So it has its advantages. Um, singleness is hard. It is hard. I, like I said, I've been there. Um, it, it's, it's hard when everyone else is in a relationship and you're always third wheeling. You're always, um, the, the, the one in the bunch where everyone's like, Oh, you can invite someone or I'm sorry, you're single, or I wish you had a girlfriend or boyfriend, or everyone's trying to set you up with the next new girl or guy in town. Um, it is hard. It, it is, it is, 1 million percent hard. And if you're a little bit older, um, at least after you cross the 25 or 25th year, it becomes a lot harder because of your hormones, especially for a man. If you've been saving yourself for marriage, it can become tirelessly difficult or hard, if that even makes sense. Because physically, as males, you do crave and desire sex. And 
if you are waiting for a substantial amount of time, your desire is for intimacy, your desire is for um, you know, that connection with a woman, not saying that that's, that's the whole goal of marriage. It shouldn't be, but it is a natural desire. It can be hard and that temptation can increase even more so. Um, my husband and I, we both waited for marriage. We were both virgins when we got married and uh, Jared was 27, 28, 29, 30. I think he was 27 when he we got married um, and I was 26. If not, it was 27 and 28, but, um, you know, Jared, he was excited for that and that's normal. And it's not like cringy or, oh, he's a pig because he's excited for sex. That's how God designed it. I was excited for that emotional bond. I was excited, not saying that I wasn't excited for intimacy, but I was excited to have someone to sleep with at night, to cuddle with at night. And that's because naturally as women, we are emotionally driven. We crave that uh, protection. We crave that uh, connection with a, a man. So it can be hard, especially when you cross that 25th age range and you're, you're, you're going towards your peak in adulthood and those hormones are set on fire and you just, you know, you, you want what you want, you know what you want, natural desires, but you have to do your best or not do your best. You have to be adamant about asking the Lord to keep those doors shut until it's time for it to be open. Um, and that's one of the prayers that Jared and I prayed, help us to remain um, pure before you, Lord, because leading up to engagement and marriage uh, or the wedding day, it got very difficult. And the temptation became a, a lot more prevalent because in our minds, it's, well, you're going to get married in three months, so why not? But thankfully, the Lord was with us, gave us the strength to keep on keeping on. Um, and, you know, we got to enjoy the married bed. Um, and it was a beautiful thing, so much so that I even cried because it made me realize the beauty of, of celibacy, um, my, my celibate years. It made me realize the beauty of giving yourself to someone. So singleness is hard. Singleness is not permanent. For the most of us, it is not permanent. For some of us, it is in, in the sense of you won't have, you know, marry a man or a woman. Um, but singleness is not permanent biblically because you have the Lord and the Lord is on your side. And with that, you aren't single, but not as a means to not over spiritualize things. Let's go back to the reality of singleness. And um, for most of us, most of y'all, you won't be single for the rest of your life. It's just waiting and putting yourself out there and asking the Lord to direct your steps to find that person. Um, so it is not permanent. And, you know, I, I, those are just four things that I wanted to list off in terms of singleness and dating um, and, and waiting for your person. But um, I just want to encourage you on this Valentine's Day to not be consumed by what everyone else is posting um, and just enjoy life and enjoy it. Find a group of friends who are single and do a Valentine's Day or a bro times day or whatever <laughs> um, men call it. But hang out, do something. Um, don't wallow up in your room and just binge watch shows. Have fun. You only have one life and 
live it well, live it to the fullest that you possibly can. And in doing so, you're setting yourself up for success because you'll look back at these years. I look back in my at my early 20s and I think, gosh, I did, I did it. I traveled the world. I went with friends. I joined groups. I, you know, learned new skills. So do that thing. Do it. Don't live a life with regrets. Don't wait until you're 30 or 40 and look back and say, no, well, 30 is still young. Don't look back in your 40s and 50s and think, gosh, I wasted my younger years. I should have just tried new things. I should have just done it. I shouldn't, shouldn't have waited until marriage to put myself out there. I shouldn't have waited until marriage to travel the world. So super short, super sweet to the point. I hope you all enjoy Valentine's Day. I will enjoy it with my husband and our baby girl. Um, Probably just chilling at home. Things will look very different, at least for the first couple months. But stay tuned in this month, next month, and the months to come. We have a ton of great episodes coming up. Postpartum story. We have um, several marriage episodes with um, licensed professionals, uh, counselors, and psychologists. So tune in to upcoming episodes. I love y'all, and I will see y'all next Wednesday. Wednesday.